Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Yes, 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 FXE Live. How's everybody doing tonight? You got the jester. Uh, not really crazy about that intro, how it how it mixed. Um, I have to find something a little bit better. Still haven't found the right one for this show. Love the jester show. Love the jester show one. Love the gridiron guys uh, one. This one here, I, 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 I've changed it up a million times. I've tried to put different... I, I can't find it. I'll find it. I'll find it, and uh, we'll all know it when I do, because uh, you'll be sick of hearing it. Anyway, folks, FXE Live, I am, I am, I am the wolf man. No, I am the jester. And tonight, the Florida's Wrestling Podcast, number one. See, there's Florida Wrestling Podcast, and then there's being number one and Really, until somebody shows me better ratings than ours, um, I will continue to say that. Good luck, folks. <laughs> yes, because we are Florida's number one wrestling podcast that gives you inside wrestling. But tonight, we're pleased to bring you inside wrestling and the MMA world. Man once touted as the world's most dangerous man. Close. Close, folks. Uh, that's right. Ken Shamrock is uh, joining us tonight. Part of the show, uh, we were going to go ahead and talk to him for about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and uh, had a bunch of really good questions. And if you notice, I'm saying had and was and gonna, little past tense. Well, we'll be bringing in JT. We'll be bringing in Busy J. We won't be bringing in the aforementioned Mr. Shamrock. What we will be doing as a wrestling and MMA community is sending prayers to Ken Shamrock. I got a text. Literally, I'm looking at the time so I can be accurate. Six minutes before the show, 8.54. Sorry, late notice. I had gotten a notice in the morning from his uh, personal assistant that his wife was in the hospital last night and there was he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make the show. I said, no problem. Just keep me posted. Let me know what's going on. And midday, it's probably about 12, 1 o'clock, uh, they contacted me. He said, 
Ken's ready to go. He'll be more than happy to do the show. Really looking forward to it. And uh, I had sent him clips of some of our interviews from before. So he was looking forward to the fun. Uh, he really needed to laugh after, you know, his wife being in the hospital and taking time. It was really nice that he'd take his time uh, for us during such uh, a time. And I guess from the text, it's saying that, you know, she's just really not doing real well. And, you know, when there's illness, somebody's in the hospital. I, I, I understand and completely respect Maybe not in the mood. Maybe not in the mood for ha ha's and he he's. God bless them, and and that's pretty much what I explained to him. I said, obviously, you know, not a problem, man. God bless him, uh, his wife, and his whole family, uh, whatever they're going through. And I'm sure all of you out there join me. Maybe you can go ahead on Twitter, uh, send a little prayer out to him on Twitter. He is on uh, Twitter out there, so. Uh, send them some love. You know what it's like if you have a loved one that's sick. Anyway, anyway, trust me, we have enough to talk about tonight. We were going to probably run a little over because we have so much to talk about. So now I guess we'll probably be on schedule with everything because you have extreme and I use that word cautiously. Extreme rules, the Sunday pay-per-view. And uh, we're going to talk to Busy J. We're going to talk to JT, obviously, about that. Then we have Raw SmackDown. And, of course, we will talk to JT and Busy J about that. Then later on in the show, we're going to go ahead and check out the Jester mailbag. Yeah, you know, we did something on the Fantasy Jester show on Saturday. And uh, for those of you, uh, we're brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. So on their main show, our main podcast there on Saturday nights, we had the mailbag. And it was funny because somebody put in for FXE on the mailbag and it was, it was an interesting question. It was an interesting question. So we'll go ahead. We're going to get to that later on in the show. Uh, and JT and I will be talking all things FXE, Forward Extreme Entertainment and what's going on and addressing that mailbag question. Um, should be interesting. Let's go ahead Let's get JT, let's get Busy J in here. First off, let's get my partner in crime everywhere we go. As you all know, the one, the only, at Fez437 on Twitter, Jason JT Townsend. How are you, man? What's going on tonight? Uh, wishing uh, Ken Shamrock and his family uh, um, the best of uh, best wishes out there, the best recovery. It's a shame we couldn't get him on tonight. I know he... Uh, that he wants to come on another evening, so we'll have to save some of those questions that uh, you and I had uh, in store for him. It was, it was, yeah. You know why too, and I, I guess this is why the guests come on here. They they do have fun, and what happened was, is in order to get him on, you know, I, I put in for everything, and he wanted to check out my website and hear 
previous interviews and how they went and all that. And he liked the idea that we go ahead, we talk about the meat and potatoes of whatever sport it is, but also get the lighter side, the funny side, the funny stories. And uh, that's what he was looking forward to as well. Uh, So it'll be good. You know, obviously his mind is somewhere else and understandably so. we, We send out all our prayers to him and later date. No big deal. No big deal. Until then, though, you know who else we can bring in? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and this guy epitomizes the phrase, sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. Well, let's bring the bug in. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Folks, for those of you uh, new to the show, we have our New York connection. See, up in New York, there's a guy who literally – he is, yeah, he is literally everywhere up there covering all sports. He's busy. And he, yeah, you would say you could call him busy or you could call him Busy J. Fortunately for us, we call him our friend, Busy J. Absolutely. How are you today? I'm good. How's everybody doing? Going on, Busy. Man, we're having a ball. We're having a ball. Even, even you know... You can and of course we wanted to have Ken on, but even without it busy, just having an absolute absolute ball as we get ready for everything, you know, the, uh, getting prepared and setting things up for uh, FXE and knowing what's coming and not being able to put it, you know, say much about it yet. It, it's a little difficult, but we're having fun. We're having a lot of fun, man. Okay, uh, good. Speaking of fun, though, who had fun? And raise your hand first. First one to raise a hand gets to answer this question. Who had fun and saw extreme rules? <laughs> it was extreme wow. garbage. It was extreme garbage except <laughs> for the twist that was Samoa Joe. I didn't see that coming. I'll be the first to admit that. Oh, you know, busy, busy. You got to tune in on Saturday nights, and you would have seen that coming soon. Yeah, because you know what, Busy? Saturday night on the Fantasy Jester show, guess who said Samoa Joe was winning? What? I don't tell me, Saturday, JT. Don't tell busy. me, JT. Busy. No, no. Busy. I will let tell, me you. tell you. You wish. Busy, let me tell you. Saturday night on the Fantasy Jester show, Joe picked his fifth different wrestler for the Fatal Five-Way win that so at this point you know it's uh, at some point you know once you pick all five people some point you're going to be right you know it's bound to happen you know, you know you're happen. a son of a bitch because that's not true i never said reigns i've never said rollins you said why I, I said it was a good pick i was starting with bauer hey listen no no the record reflects that i started with bauer and was adamant about bauer up until saturday night Saturday nights when I saw Samoa Joe. And you know what? On that subject of, uh, of this match in particular, has, when was the last time you saw uh, uh, one of the guys being able to put their hands on Heyman? How over is Samoa Joe with WWE now all of a sudden that he can go ahead, grab Heyman, put him down? I thought that, I thought that showed maybe where this is going, where your future champ will be, because you can't have a part-time champ like Lesnar. You, you've said it how many times oh, yourself, JT? 
uh, uh, that, where's the champ? Where's the fighting for the belt? Yeah, where, where's the where's the, you have to defend it every thirty days? Oh, wait a minute. Only if that you know works out for Vince and uh, you know Paul Levesque. I'm not even gonna call you Triple H anymore. I'm gonna call you Paul Levesque. You're not even worth Triple H at this point, pal. So let's, let's just call you what you are. You're, you're nothing more than Paul Levesque, man. You ruined the sport. Okay, let, let's be real about it. Give us something. I mean, Extreme Rules. Christ, I've, I've seen extre- more extreme television on Nickelodeon. So let's, let's call it what it is. You know, I said at the start of the show, sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. Well, nine times out of ten now, you look at WWE and they look like that bug at the beginning and men in black that just splats right on that windshield oh, as the man. movie opens. Because uh, it's a good point, man. Let's get it real. Let's get some real action in there. And then I got to throw this out there because this has been pissing me off. So Jinder Mahal's the champ. Jinder Mahal's the champ. But now there's steroid allegations. So is this where we are in the world now? Because somebody doesn't like that somebody else is the champion, somebody they don't want, we're going to throw steroid allegations at it. You know, this is all uh, what is going on in WWE at this point. It all just kind of wraps into one nice, nice little package for me. Listen, if it wasn't steroids, okay, it was going to be ISIS. If it wasn't ISIS, yeah. he was uh, he was uh, they, they, he was given the belt by the Russians. I, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, no, listen, um, you know, listen, listen. I think that I think that requires a stop. It can we borrow that from uh, from another you know Saturday Night Show? Because, dude, I mean, really, the guy wins the title. Do I like it? No, but that don't mean you have to start throwing out steroid allegations at the guy. I mean, come on. It's, yeah, it's bad just enough. funny. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say bad enough that uh, Cena's come back on the 4th of July, so I feel like we're going to get that Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter angle all over oh. again come, you know, after the 4th of July is heading into SummerSlam. You know, I got to I gotta be honest about the whole vibe I'm getting from the early part of the show is we're talking about WWE here, folks, is, you know, any hope for anything happy and positive certainly doesn't come from me and you're going to get crusty at times from JT but when you start out with busy J and he's the hope he's your hope for coming up with something positive to talk about and when he comes out firing on the show this isn't good this is good for WWE because you know, Busy usually tries to stay on the positive side of things, and we can't get one positive person to talk about. And really, if anybody has something good to say about it, please change my mind. Tell me what was great. Tell me what made this extreme. Well, there, let's, it, let's, play it, with the, let's play with the hand that was terrible. dealt. Let's play with the hand that was dealt at this point. So since we're going to cover this, Busy, I'm going to throw this to you first. So yeah, who's we have the heel? It. Who's the heel and who's the face in Lesnar versus uh, Samoa Joe? Well, you'll have to assume that Lesnar's the face now, considering Joe put his hands on right. uh, he put his hands on the manager slash advocate, and now Brock's going to come in on Samoa. He's got to defend his guy. So I'm, I'm assuming that's the angle you're going to go. So so and Jester, you're feeling the same way. Oh, without a question, without a question. So, and it, again, like I said, at the end, uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're still even with this. Even you're about to change titles 
okay? You don't really have a big rivalry built. You don't have a great storyline built up yet. But you know what's going to happen when they meet? That belt's going to change because that belt does have to be seen regularly. And Lesnar isn't going to be there regularly. Samoa Joe, I think one of the things that one of the things that they're going to lean towards and stay away from as well is not just obviously giving the belt to a part timer, somebody who has shown that they're injury prone. Somebody like Rollins will never get the belt. Somebody like Bauer now has to prove somebody like Bauer and his slight build has to prove that he's durable enough before he ever touches a strap again. I think you're going to see some, this way you can start getting consistency because we're not the only people out there talking about the inconsistency of constant changing of the belt and what it means. And I, I'm hoping that by giving it to Samoa Joe is going to be where he holds it for a while because he can, because he will go through the rigors of the schedule and hold up as champion for those long bouts. Remember when you're, when you're a champion more times than not, you're also in a longer match on that, on that crazy schedule, on that crazy schedule. Let's look at this. There's a guy that obviously maybe there is something to Vince liking the bigger, uh, the bigger guys as his champion. One thing, when you have a body type like a Samoa Joe, uh, you know, you, I think you can stand up to punish him a little bit more, take a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of a beating, you know, and, and, and keep going. You know, he's a little thicker guy. He can absorb some of those blows that are out there. You know, Busy brought up John Cena. I mean, what another way to get a crap topic into the program, John Cena. But, you know, the, the, the king of hypocrites himself, you know, Part-time champion, The Rock. Well, you know, part-time player. I'll never leave WWE. Ah, he's a part-time player now. But you brought that up. You know, Cena, big guy. Samoa Joe, big guy. But Brock Lesnar, let me ask you guys this. Aside from that sham that was a title match at WrestleMania between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, when's the last time the Raw belt was actually defended? I can't even remember the last time. I want to say it was when uh, Goldberg won it. Against, uh, when Goldberg Kevin won the Rumble against Kevin yes, Owens, that, so we're talking oh, January. Yeah. The last time the Raw title, we're in June, the half a year later, the last time the mm-hmm. Raw title, their flagship program title was defended was January. If that doesn't tell you the current state of Paul Levesque's WWE, nothing will. JT, I'll go, I'll go one even better. The last time that title was defended on Raw was in December. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's a yig. So not even in a different calendar. Not even this year. So, not even this year. Not yeah. even this year. So, You're right. I mean, where where are we at this point in WWE that you don't have to, like, like Jester has pointed out many times, and, again, it makes me sick to agree with him, but he's right. The, the, the pay-per-views are no longer this big event that everybody has to see that are talking about the next day. Hey, you, you didn't see Extreme Rules last night. You just missed this, this, and this. Now it's, you didn't see Extreme Rules last night? Damn, I wish I was you. Um, we're, not, we're not defending, the, you know, we're not doing anything on these shows now. We don't I even sat defend there the, the other night. Wait, I sat there. It's funny you should say that, JT. I, I sat there the other night, 
and I'm watching it. Mrs. Jester says, oh, you're watching the Extreme Rules? She goes, I, I, I thought you didn't think it was going to be good. I go, I have to watch it to cover it. I am right. really forced to watch this go- uh, show for this. And here's my thing, though. And I want to ask, I'll ask JT first, then Busy J. JT, do you feel that maybe uh, it's, they're they're so wrapped up in the global worldwide effort to spread out and gain more money that that they've lost the concentration in creative and spending as much time or half as much time on creative, they're just sending out a vanilla cookie cutter plan at this point and making it global. Be, yes, because there's no competition for them at this point for them to feel they need to set their game up. But it reminds me of mm-hmm. a particular, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. It reminds me of a particular restaurant that I used to work for in the nineties in Planet Hollywood. It started off mm-hmm. so big, so fast, so amazing. Next thing you know, four stores went to 64 stores in a calendar year. And next thing you know, the company's in trouble. I think WWE is going to spread themselves so, so thin. They don't have the talent to put up a global show at this point. And they're adding so much to it. The women's money in the bank. They're going to do like they did with the uh, match, what was it, for King of the Ring tournament or whatever they did. The 30-man tournament a couple months ago. They're, yeah, they're going to be doing that with the women. They're doing so many different things that they're forgetting about their main flagship programs, and they're suffering drastically because of it. Hey, Busy Jay, what do you have to say about it? No, I totally agree, but I do think they have competition. They're just not acknowledging the competition. But to me, they feel like to me the WWE feels like they're the Golden State Warriors, and everybody else is beneath them. But you got great indie talent all throughout the country, all throughout the world. They just no, not, not acknowledging. Yeah, they just not acknowledging that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of other organizations like FXE Jester, that let me are going to be competition. Quick. Let me just thank Busy real quick for. Give drawing the comparison to WWE and bas- the NBA right now. I do appreciate you making that comparison for me. Continue. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the product is tough. You know, busy. Uh, that that's the thing. Whether it's FXE or any other promotion out there, it, it, it's not. It's this isn't difficult to capture the wrestling fans. The wrestling fans making it easy. Want so, yeah, this isn't going – and that's what I don't understand is you've got to be able to be a package, the whole package. And that whole package is having decent talent. And, of course, WWE is going to have the cream of the crop of the talent, but there's more decent talent, and there's a lot of it right here in my state of Florida. That's what I love um, is just how many – really good wrestlers there are now of those good wrestlers yeah you've got to whittle it down to okay who does their homework see and that's part of it you know a lot of these wrestlers want the fame and the glory and join a big promotion and get attention and all that but there's only so much that any promotion can do you know part of my job as a promoter is getting the people to pay attention understood but you know that's also part of any good wrestlers 
You know, there's people out there that take advantage of social media on the Florida scene. People that we know, yeah. whether it's Rex Backus, uh, Ace Andrews, uh, Mila Naniki, these people here exactly. are doing what they do you right. have to do. And now it's the promotion that's going to take people as talented as that, that have the desire to do what they have to do, whether it's photo shoots, uh, keeping up with their costume, their look, um, you know, a- a- every bit of it. And the social media part. Okay, they're doing that. And again, it's going to be the promotion that can go ahead and capture the fans curiosity, capture the fans curiosity and be able to present a wrinkle, a twist, uh, something that is visually appealing that is not seen all the time. You know, if you go ahead and I, and I think you guys definitely can agree with me on this one. For the most part, each one of their pay-per-views so far this year, other than WrestleMania with the long entrance, the shows, the pay-per-view shows could be one pay-per-view from another. It really doesn't matter the name and all that stuff. Where is something that Again, and I don't care. There's plenty of stuff that they've done before that they can go ahead, take, do it again, maybe put a wrinkle with it. Try, Mm -hmm. fellas. Try. Uh But they have gone. I mean, there's vanilla, and there's vanilla. Vanilla. Right. This vanilla bean. Hey, two things real quick. Two two things real quick. Got a uh, message in from friend of the program, uh, Tate Dello, and I just want to share that. A, a prediction from him is Lesnar beats Samoa Joe, then goes on yeah. to face Strowman at SummerSlam. Strowman wins. Lesnar disappears till the Royal Rumble. Interesting thought there. Uh, the other thing is you talk about some of these indie wrestlers in Florida. Um, one thing you know, I want to bring up, for example, you mentioned Mila out for several weeks with a knee injury. She's had her first match back the other night, so congratulations to her. But that whole time that she was out, she didn't just disappear. She stayed out there, kept pressing on on the social media, doing the photo shoots like he talked about. There's more heart in these indie wrestlers and more desire and want to to be in this business than someone like Randy Orton that can do nothing but talk down and talk crap about these people not because he believes the garbage he's shoveling, but because he feels them creeping up on them. I, I swear that's what it is. He feels that some of that attention yeah. that he's getting starting to wane and slip away. It's funny you mention what Mila was doing while injured. That is, that is somebody, that's showing the professional side of somebody very young, very still new in the business. I mean, a couple of years, but still new in the grand scheme of things and doing the work, putting the work in, doing it right. And you mentioned the passion. You talk about Ace Andrews, Rex Backus, mm-hmm. uh, Mila Niki, um, J.K.O., Johnny Knockout. Yeah. Love Johnny, yep. Hound Dog. Mm-hmm. Taino. These people here, you talk Nick about Nero. the passion. Nick Nero, I will take these people and put them in a real production 
and show the world what wrestling's supposed to be because their passion will show through. Some of what goes on, you look at some of even the, I mean, I'm sorry. Does, is it my imagination and both of you, JT, Busy J, I will take any one of those people I just mentioned, and are you ready? I would rather have them than somebody like Dean Ambrose. What does Dean Ambrose really bring anymore to this? Honestly, comedy relief. He's, and if you've seen him, if you've seen wow. him live, if you oh no, and if you've seen him live, if you've seen him wrestle live, I saw him. It was SummerSlam last year here in Orlando, and I looked at that then. match. I looked at that match and I said, I can't believe this is Dean Ambrose, somebody who is big at WWE, much heralded and all that, somebody, and is that bad. Now, I understand you have bad nights. I understand and I recognize that, of course. I mean, that goes for anybody in any profession, except for me on the mic. No, but seriously, uh, everybody has a bad night. Everybody has a good night. Um, but then I uh, obviously, after seeing a couple of those people live and up close and personal, Sasha was fantastic that night. Okay, there was there were people that really were very good that night. But Ambrose, for lack of a better term, just seems lazy. Like he goes through the motions. It, he. Uh, who did I watch the other night? I'll tell you one thing. Oh, it was it was a Bray. Bray Wyatt will sell for his opponent. I like that. So that I like that a lot. Okay, but if you look at some of these other guys, they don't sell for their for uh, for the other uh, person. Well, hell, and that's the thing. Even even Donald Trump sold the stunner way back when. A hell of a lot better than a lot of these wrestlers sell moves, you know, uh, these days. So even the, even the president can uh, sell uh, the other wrestlers better. It's, you're right. You're 100% right when you look at Dean. Now, the question about Dean I want to ask you, though, is Seth Rollins, let's take the injuries aside. Let's just wipe those away and say those didn't happen, okay, for, for sake of this argument. Seth Rollins, member of the Shield, was over. Roman Reigns was on his way until some idiot booked The Rock to come out and save his ass at the Royal Rumble a few years ago. Dean Ambrose, right. he was over, but really was he? Everybody was, I think, more the thought of what was he, everybody thought he was going to be was what was over. And I still think he was riding that wave from the shield. But at this point, maybe Dean Ambrose is just one of those guys that is a better supporting actor and not a lead man. Maybe he needs the shield. Oh, without a question, because let me tell you, when I went that night, I saw him, and I saw him as a mid-level talent, personally, at best. At best. Like I said, of those wrestlers I mentioned, I take each and every one of them over Dean Ambrose from the person that I saw that night. Now, okay, so getting back on it, though, you look at somebody like Cesaro. I saw Cesaro, like I said, I was right there by ringside. Saw Cesaro work, 
And if you're going by talent, and again, maybe Dean Ambrose just had a bad night. Maybe Cesaro just looked great that night. But if you look at it based on talent that night, Cesaro should be champion. I mean, that guy is phenomenal live. Right in front of you, listen, when it's right in front of you, there's not much to hide. And it, it was just a phenomenal performance by him. But, all right, Extreme Rules wasn't very, was not so extreme. Was there any hope for Raw? Busy J, what did you like about Raw? What did you not like about Raw? We'll start with you. Oh, what I liked about Raw, you have to you have to go with uh, Samoa Joe putting the pause on Paul Heyman. That was the highlight of the night. Other than oh, that, yeah. maybe the Miz. Other than that, maybe the Miz. You know, attacking the what was it? A chick, the mascot, and then being you know beating up the clock. That was kind of comedy. You know, other than that, that's about it. Uh, let me ask you, uh, JT. How do you feel about that whole thing? What I had mentioned earlier about the idea that Samoa Joe put his hands on Heyman. Um, I think Paul Heyman is one of the best characters WWE has. And I think Paul Heyman has the ability to sell another wrestler just by letting something like that happen. Because, like you said, it's such a rare... Uh, occurrence and, and, and such a kind of a taboo thing for WWE at this point to see someone actually get a hold of Paul Heyman. You know, a lot of people go after the weasel, but most people can't catch him. Um, at this point, just the idea that that happened has elevated Joe's status. So, bravo, Paul Heyman, one of the few shining moments for WWE at this point. How does anybody feel about the whole matchup now with uh, Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins probably getting set up there? How do you like that matchup? Start with you, JT, and then we'll ask Busy. Oh, I mean, we kind of saw a lot of that tease way back with the Shield and, and the Wyatt family in some points when, you know, we thought they were going to square off. Two guys that worked their butts off in the ring. People can we've, – we've knocked – or I've knocked personally knocked Seth Rollins in this show – um, many times for being unsafe. I think he's cleaned a lot of that stuff up. The guy gives it 100% when he goes out there. Bray Wyatt, like you said, um, in my opinion, one of the few professionals that you see in WWE these days. So I think those two should be able to put on a fantastic set if that's what we get to see. Before I get to Busy J, let me just follow up what you just said then. Uh, do you think that possibly – his own personal knee injuries and seeing what rehabbing is that like and being out of the lineup and missing being able to put on a show. Uh, do you think that maybe that helped possibly make him a little bit more cautious of how he's treating the uh, other wrestler or it was just a bad rap to begin with? No, I don't think it was a bad rap to begin with. I mean, we saw some of the, you know, some of the injuries that were out there, but you look at it and you say, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. But, yeah, maybe the rehab and some of that has something to do with it. I also think there's something to be said for just experience. Volume of actual matches that he's been in, you're going to get better. You're going to learn. You're going to learn your craft. You're going to perfect your craft. And you look at a guy that, from all accounts that I've read, says he works his butt off outside uh, of the ring. 
as well. Right. So, you know, a, a guy that, you know, continues to work like that, he's going to get better. And those are the kind of guys you mentioned, Cesaro. You know, those are the kind of guys that I think should be getting rewarded. And as usual, uh, Paul Levesque uh, does nothing but piss on them and move them along. <laughs> Should we set up a uh, Triple H uh, urinal for you Paul at Vesque. the next show? Holy <laughs> Paul cow. Paul Levesque you know urinal. He's lost, JT. he's lost the Triple H moniker, man. He don't deserve that anymore. Triple H was a hell of a character. Triple H was a beast. This guy, are you kidding me? You're ruining the sport that made you, dude. And we've seen the chaperone, so don't think you're going to fall back on your movie career, pal, because that was terrible. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, all right. Uh, getting away from the anti-Paul. Uh, Busy J, how do you feel? Do you like that matchup of, of Wyatt and Rollins? Do you, do you like that? Do you I, think that will turn out to be a nice match and a good storyline? I think it will be a good match, not a good storyline. And it goes back to my problem with WWE right now. They can't be consistent. They tease us with Finn Balor and um, – and Wyatt, that would have been a better storyline because we would have probably got the Demon King. We haven't seen the Demon King since last year. And why is Bray Wyatt without a stable? Why did they break up the Wyatt family? They could have left Stoneman be on his own. I, I definitely co-sign that. But why didn't they bring Luke Harper and Roman over to Raw and really made Bray Wyatt the bad heel that Roman desperately needs? I think he needed the solo. I think he needed the solo be on his own to legitimize him. Because yeah. to me, he's like to me, he's like a martyr without a without a, a following. And that's not really a good thing for his image. And uh, just real quick, guys, uh, I, I got a note here, and uh, hopefully somebody will listen more carefully to the playback of the show. I never said it was uh, Cesaro versus Ambrose at any time. I was comparing the two when I saw them live at a show. Uh, no, we all know Miz uh, was versus Ambrose and everybody. I, I was comparing mm-hmm. the two wrestlers between Ambrose and Cesaro. Uh, wasn't right. saying that they reverse each other. No, uh, the other note, though, I mean. is the other note is a good one talking about Heyman. Uh, we, we got from a listener and uh, who, who asked to be nameless lately. Um, is uh, Heyman's been uh, touched by Triple H, CM Punk. Okay. And the other note is Triple H literally doesn't book WWE. Vince does. Triple H only books NXT. All right. Just some notes uh, coming oh. in from... Uh, from hey, uh, Mr. Nameless. But Triple when H you're has come on yeah, when, you, when you're ready to come on air and talk for yourself, Mr. Nameless, then we'll read your notes. Otherwise, go back to your corona. Go back to your corona. Uh, Nia Jax, guys. When are they going to give oh, – uh, uh, all right. What's up with Nia? You don't, you don't like that with no, her? No, no, I mean, no, no, what they're doing? No. They are waste now. I'm not – now, just so that anonymous listener, listen real closely, I'm not comparing their talent here, comparing their situation. They're wasting Nia Jax, what she could be, the same way they wasted Beth Phoenix and what – she could have been. You got somebody who's physically much more dominant as far as maybe Charlotte, you, you know, I'll take her out of that, but just a physically dominant specimen up there, and they're absolutely wasting what they could be doing with her. 
how do you feel about it, Busy? I mean, uh, isn't it about time that they start making her out to be the beast that she should be? I mean, shouldn't it be just like, I mean, she should be the next coming of, you know, the uh, she. They should be building her Hall of Fame career already, just because of her size. Uh, she's learning it. She's getting better in the ring. I mean, she was a little rough there at the beginning, but busy. I mean, how do you feel about her? I totally agree. I, ever since she beat Charlotte on Charlotte's last night on Raw, they really should have been pushing Nia to be that dominant beast. She, she should have been the female Brock Lesnar. She should have been out here rolling high, demanding a championship opportunity. Even if they don't want to give it to her right away, she should be out there, you know, being vocal about it and being a real force. But I don't know what they're doing booking-wise. I do like yes. Alexa Bliss, though. I do like her a lot, yes. a champion. But Nia should be right there heading the ranks. Don't disagree with Busy. Let me throw a question out there, though. You mentioned, uh-huh. like, Brock Lesnar, Busy. Does she fall under the same problem that Brock Lesnar does? Or maybe even, like, the Mike Tyson doesn't have that voice or that – that Mike ability, maybe she, maybe she needs her own Paul Heyman because when I hear her talk, I'm not feeling beast at all. Yeah, she. Uh, you, know, you can tell she's point. uncomfortable speaking. I feel she's like uncomfortable. They her, like, this is how they should have booked her. They should have started her off. First of all, that's the problem with WWE. The booking is just awful. Like the boss Sasha Banks should be a heel. Nia Jax should have been her muscle, and then Nia Jax breaks off of her mm. and then becomes like a female diesel. That's how they should have booked this whole situation. Not bad. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead because we've got just a little bit left. Let's go ahead and switch over to SmackDown. And again, busy. We'll let you kick off SmackDown, and then we'll go JT and myself on it. What'd you like? What'd you not like? I love that the ravishing one, Lana, gets her gets a championship opportunity at Money in the Bank with no prior wrestling experience or knowledge, and I think she's going to pull it off on Money in the Bank. I think she's going to win, and whoever wins Money in the Bank is going to cash in on her that night. Other than that, I'd like the unveiling of the Money in the Bank briefcase even though I would prefer a purse for the ladies. Um, other than, and I thought, I thought Kevin Owens and Nakamura had a solid match. It could have been better, but they probably didn't want to give a, a, you know, a five-star match on free TV. Ladies, he said the purse. I, I didn't make such a sexist comment. <laughs> Go ahead. Next. Sorry. I had to just throw that out there. Listen, I, I'm hated enough at times. I don't need women after me, too. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you something. Somebody, anybody, uh, you don't. All right. First, before I go there, you know, you got a good point. I do like the idea of what you said about the Lana winning and then somebody taking advantage of the, uh, money in the bank and then taking it from there that I like, I like that. And I can definitely see that happening. Um, is anybody is anybody liking anything to do with um, Nakamura and Kevin Owens? Are we liking this that we've gotten Kevin Owens and Nakamura part one and now part two? 
I mean, you got two guys that should Nobody know liking it pretty well. I mean, I like what it could be. Um, if, if it's booked properly, which is a big if, I like what it could be. You got two guys that are, um, I think, right to fight each other. It looks right. I think their skill sets are similar. I think their standing on the show is similar. So I like what it could be. If it, you know, if that answers your question. Well, again, you know, you look at some of these matches, and Busy J and JT, you're 100% correct. But again, and Busy, I look at some of these matches, and they could be really good. You know, AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler Ziggler. could be good matches. Okay. You know, you go ahead, Nakamura versus Kevin Owens should be Really good, really good matches. You have two entertaining, very skillful wrestlers. You're missing the storylines with it, though. There's nothing building up, making the match, and why these two. You know what I'm saying? That Am I wrong? Doesn't it seem like they used to build storylines a lot longer over time, and now it's that storyline better be before the next pay-per-view? Well, exactly, and, and, and what I miss the old days. You know, my, one of my favorite storylines was seeing uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin pushing Booker T around a grocery store in a shopping cart, uh, you know, <laughs> beating the holy hell out of him. You know, stuff like that. You know, you had the whole hospital gimmick with it. You know, you got that kind of stuff. Now it's, uh, you know, you, you gave me a dirty look. Let's have a match. And, you know, you bring up AJ Styles, something you've been screaming for for a long time, Jester, is – when are we going to see the AJ Styles that we saw on the Indies and that we saw in, in Ring of Honor, TNA, the, the guy that got him to WWE? When are, we going to let, when are they going to take the shackles off this guy? If Dolph Ziggler is not the right opponent, somebody who you think could work with him on that kind of stuff, who is? I wonder if they have to cut it back just simply for his schedule, that he can't do all those on their schedule. Um, I don't know if it's that. I don't know. You know, I'm sure, you know, you take somebody like Styles or you take any good wrestler that has multiple moves, multiple high-end moves, top rope moves. You take wrestlers like that, and it's usually guys and ladies that love what they're doing. And my question is, is I, I, I wonder how he feels in a more watered-down role now that he's, he, 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 I, he had his ability get him this far. Now, I wonder how he feels. I wonder if he feels he's being challenged professionally to become better. Because in all of our eyes, anybody who's seen AJ Styles' career over the past several years here, you go ahead, you take a look at the video, and he's nowhere near the wrestler he used to be. You would think... No. Now, and this is from my standpoint, uh, where is somebody, where is a manager, a coach, and all that, that is challenging him to even go further? You know, you see some ridiculous moves. Busy, some of the moves that he's done 
absolutely ridiculous, and we're getting a watered-down version, and it, it, it's cheating the fan, it's cheating the sport, and it's cheating him from achieving the best possible athlete that he can be. It, it, it just, I don't understand how you do that with a talent like that. You have a guy, you have a guy willing to go through a wall for you, and you don't use that ability. I, I, I don't understand it. Does not but make let me, sense. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. And again, these aren't the same people, but I think the fanfare for both of them was. To me, when I look at AJ Styles, I kind of wonder if he's not going to have a pipe bomb CM Punk moment at some point where he comes out and realizes he's being held back. He, you know, obviously CM Punk had some other things with the medical issues and some other stuff, but you know, basically being felt like he was being held back, um, and and he ends up walking. I mean, can you see Styles having that similar path? I mean, is there something either one of you guys see? I can see it. And I'm going to say it's if he's not, if he's not champion soon or in the championship picture, I can see that happening because one, we all must, we all agree. He should have been champion heading into WrestleMania, especially yeah. the way they pulled that Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton scenario, how that just imploded in our faces. And two, just the fact that the way that they're booking him, he should be the man carrying that show. No one else. And to have him in a mid-card feud, which kind of evaporated, we know we pretty much know he's not winning money in the bank. So what are you doing with AJ Styles? Mind you, he's the same age as John Cena. And how much does Cena have in the tank left? Not too much. AJ, I think he has a couple more years in the tank, but I don't think he's going to have many more years in the WWE. Yeah. Hmm. And just for the record, just for the record, let me ask you guys something because I, I got to get off WWE soon. And this is bugging me. We had touched on it earlier. We brought him up. And I'm going to go JT and then Busy J, and then we'll wrap up with Busy. Um, JT, how do you feel about Cena coming back? And do you see this? I mean, is it just simply for ratings? Or, I mean, what what's going on? What What do you feel about the whole Cena return? I, it, to me, Busy hit the nail on the head. It's uh, the whole Sergeant Slaughter, July 4th. He's a wholesome American, you know, hero. Right. United States, this, that, and the other. I mean, let's be real. He's the he's the he's a hypocrite, and that's exactly what I see about John Cena at this point. I I wonder if it's more of a merchandise ploy than anything. He'll come out with a red, white, and blue striped shirt and hat and wristbands. It's a way to sell stuff to the kiddies, his fans. Uh, and then he'll disappear again. So to me, it's more of a merchandise ploy than anything because I don't think Cena's name brings ratings uh, like a particular rock would. JT, I'll go. He, I'll go a step further. You feel that Cena? I think so. But here's 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 another caveat to that. What what does baseball, football, basketball have in common? They love the numbers. They love the chase of titles. I think mm-hmm. you got to remember, if Cena wins the next title reign he has, he passes Ric Flair. He'd be a 17-time world champion. So I can mm. see the humble, you know, 
I can see the whole, yeah, we're going to play the red, white, and blue angle, but also we're going to play that he's chasing greatness. He's chasing to be the number one all-time best professional wrestler. With our eyes, he's not, but he's chasing that number 17. So I can see him getting that off of Jinder Mahal, playing to the politics, and then eventually drop, dropping it just as quickly as he wanted to someone like AJ Styles. Again? If booked correctly. Hmm. It's a shame, too, because Ric Flair was never a part-time champion. Exactly. <laughs> what they've turned the WWE into. <sighs> Busy J, thanks so much, man, for joining us tonight. As always, fantastic, fantastic job. Go ahead, let everybody know where else they can find you. Yo, catch me on fansuggested.com. I got some stuff coming up this week. I got a nice one about um, my New York Jets tanking for 2018 because they're definitely tanking something awful this season. <laughs> no, really? You guys didn't need <laughs> Harris or Decker. Stop. You're fine. Uh, I can't wait to see that one. And uh, No, uh, Busy J comes Maybe. to you FantasyJusticeSports.com and uh, Double G Sports and Busy's everywhere, folks. You can find them on Twitter at Busy J B I Z Z Y J. Thanks, Busy, for joining us, man. You have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. God bless. All right, see you guys. Come on, Jester, you got to do it with me now. J E T E S. What? Jets. 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 Tony Richardson, learn how to spell, pal. Yeah, I got one for Busy. He's on the line. He can hear this, all right? Um, he hasn't hung up yet. He's just <laughs> on hold. J-E-T-S, just end the season. <laughs> Pretty much. Wait, let's get yeah. that going. Busy. No, he's gone. All right. Just check. Yeah, he had enough of you at that point, man. You no, yeah. yeah, no, he lives it. You know, he, he has to live it. He knows I'm a Giants he fan, and uh, fan. he knows he has to borrow our building. Exactly what it is. But here, I'm real sorry? quick here, before before we jump in, I got I got to get in here real quick because we spent all that time on WWE. But, you sure. know, it just hammers home Ugh. that what we're doing with Up in Flames and with some of the stuff that we're looking to do with FXE, these are the kind of things the WWE is basically just rolling out the red carpet for us because you're making it too easy, guys. You really are. Well, it, it is. And that's the thing about this whole FXE thing and how people feel and wondering what's going on and up in flames match and what else do I have in store and, it's funny because the people in the business that I've talked about with some of the matches that we've got planned and some of the different things that are going to be going on, as I, as I talk to people in the industry, I, I, <laughs> the name visionary is, uh, is actually funny but true because here's the thing. I really don't see who's trying. That's my point. Who's trying to be creative? Who's out there trying to do something other than 
we're going to put on a show once a week or once a month and we're going to bring you the same old talent and we're going to bring right. you the, 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 no storylines. We're just going to throw these bodies at you. Go ahead. I got, I got an answer for you. You say who's Who? trying. It's the Nick Nero's, the Johnny Knockouts, the Mila's, the Rex, the Ace. Those are the ones that are out there busting their ass. Oh, no, I'm talking about somebody. the promoters, though, from the promoter right, end. My point is, yeah. that's where we come in. You match that with that kind of talent, with a visionary promoting, you can't lose. It's the idea of this. You have this amazing talent down here and, and really just need some better packaging, and you could really challenge, challenge what's out there. And there is the talent here. What is missing, again, it's missing from WWE and it's missing from the general ranks is somebody with a sick enough mind to come up with some very creative storylines and some even more creative matches. Hi, how you doing? I am one sick son of a bitch half the times, folks. If you've Reach. never been to one, see, the thing is this. For those that don't know me, you have to come to one of my parties to understand what I'm like just on the street, let alone going ahead and putting on a show. So, you know, now that we're expanding the staff and getting this all set up and the up in flames match, you know, people, JT, that's the one thing somebody asked me about the up in flames match. They're like, is this real is, or is this just, you know, to get people there and all of a sudden you get there and, oh, uh, well, <laughs> see, and it never really happens. No, no. Let me explain something to you. The loser of the match is getting set on fire. Read my lips. Set Can on they fire. do that? This is what's coming. This is what's coming to... We're going to. It doesn't matter if you can or you can't. You know, here's the thing. You know what you can do? Anything that your little creative mind puts you to. You know, I see all these people out there trying, and God bless them. I love them all, all right? They're really, they're, they, they, they're out there doing the best that they can do. And I understand, and I completely respect that, and I'm in no way putting that down. What I'm saying, though, is there has to be somebody to step up to the plate and say, we're going to be creative. We're going to bring what hasn't been seen before or stuff that's been seen before, but we haven't seen it in so friggin' long and put a new wrinkle to it to make it interesting. Real storylines, storylines. That's what makes this all interesting. Why the hell are these two people in the ring together? Because they have a story to go with it. Silly stuff. You know, we're setting up for this. One of the matches that I'm really, I've been pushing for, JT, and we're looking to close on this one. Spoke to uh, one of them. Actually, I spoke to both of them this week. uh, Just trying to close the deal on this one. The Hair for Harley match. Hound Dog versus the Renegade. Hair for Harley. Now, for those of you out there, okay, Hound Dog has a lot of hair. Yeah, he really does. And it's pretty much his signature. It really is. It's I mean, pretty much his Hound signature. Dog, the first thing you see. And 
I don't know. You see, I'm getting a kind of a vibe of, you know, am I doing this just because I'm jealous? Because I'm following well, the challenged. So. And no, I just think it's a funny match. I'm challenged in a lot of ways, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I'm also challenged well, every the, time I see a pizza not to eat the whole damn thing, but that's besides the point, too. Hey, I got to give you credit, though, on that match, on the hair yeah. versus Harley idea, because some people might have said, you know, I'm sure uh, Renegade would have probably tried to talk you into making it the hair versus Menace match, where, you know, maybe he'd have to lose Menace or something if he lost that match, but uh, I think Renegade uh, would want that too much. So uh, good, good for you to temp- take something away from him that he actually cares about. Well, you saw from uh, the March 18th show just how these two went at it that night. You know, uh, not even Hatred. in the ring that much. So that's going to be the first. Uh, yeah. So it is going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be a problem getting them to want to go at each other again the uh it's the stakes one holds his harley very dear to his heart and the other one his hair is his signature so again this is what i'm talking about though folks you have good storylines and something that comes along where how many times have you seen somebody go on fire these are just some of the creative ideas that if you're really trying wonderful Wonderful. Put it on, folks. I'm challenging the whole wrestling community to make it better. That's all. And if you can't, that's fine. Have fun. But somebody has to step up, and that's what we're going to do. Now, that is getting to the Jester's Mailbox. We're running a little over. We're giving you a little bonus time tonight, folks, as we run a little bit over our normal hour. Um because we do want to answer the jester's mailbox. JT, I have been challenged. As we've already imagine this. Okay, continue. I'm more challenged than you know, but I have literally uh, been challenged in an email. Okay, what do you got? And uh, somebody said, oh, Basically, let's see you put on a regular show and not get carried out. <laughs> Ow. Wonderful. So, yeah. yeah. That was not um, me, by the way. That's, that's a good one. Uh, you know, it has you written all over it, okay? And uh, that's then, funny. Then. No, uh, really – up in flames, you know, here's the thing. People want to see us go ahead and do just a regular show. That's what this is alluding. Basically, it wasn't all that, okay? It was some of that. But the idea was, uh, let's see you put on a regular show before you do the uh, up in flames, you know, and actually be there for the show. And But, you know, I said, okay. Um, I sent back, challenge accepted. So you know what, folks? Next week here on the show, we might actually have that announcement that everybody's waiting for. We will not wait for October for the Up in the Flames match. We'll be seeing you sooner. We've got a whole list of matches now. I have been challenged. JT, you know what that's going to mean. Mm. Challenge is accepted. Yes. 
I don't usually back down from those um, unless it's no, completely no. ridiculous. And this one is of the ridiculous variety. So watch what we come up with now before October, folks. You might want to stay tuned. Again, those of you looking for Ken Shamrock tonight, send your prayers to his family, to his wife in particular. Could not make it because she is not doing very well. Go ahead, right. run them on Twitter, send some prayers over their way, send some love. God bless to them. JT, man, thanks for a great show as always. Uh, mm-hmm. I will go ahead and be talking to you now about this challenge. And uh, yeah. let's get you here yeah. in Florida. Let's get you uh, back on terra firma here in Florida for uh, an FXE show sooner than October. Let's see what we, you Trust and I can me. put together between now and then. <laughs> Trust me, Jeff, there will be a, a few select people here in the state of Texas that can't wait to get me across the border. So uh, challenge accepted. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure Texas is ready to get rid of your ass, but um, they have been we'll be glad yeah. to have you. And for those of you out there, FXE fans, we do have this announcement. We can tell you about that night. You know, our announced team that night, we know JT's going to be the announcer. We know that he's going to be the lead man on that. But color commentary that night will be from a couple of people. But most of the color commentary will be myself. I will be there, not just as commissioner. I'm going to sit in with JT, and we're going to have a little fun right from the desk This way, you know what, folks, if I'm right there at the announce table and as commissioner, there's something I don't like, maybe I might throw a mid-match twist into it or change stuff up. You see, that's part of what's going to happen. See, I've been challenged to come up with something interesting that isn't up in flames. Don't give me, I was told basically, don't give me all this glamour bullshit. Let's see you put on just a wrestling match. Fine. Watch what I can do with basic non-pyrotechnics. That's basically the challenge has been, don't give me the pyrotechnics. Don't give me the lights. Let's see a real just wrestling show. Wonderful. Watch what I do with this shit, folks. JT and I are going to come at you, and we're going to come at you hard. Mm. And after we're done... And this is something I told Sergeant Major Hardcore the other day. Sergeant Major Hardcore spent the day working out with the Jester. One thing he found out, Jester doesn't play in a lot of things, and he definitely would not want to face me in the ring. Now, you might, people have wondered, would I get in the ring? I might get in the ring just to slap around Sergeant Major Hardcore, because if you ask me, that's not Sergeant Major Hardcore. That's that's private first class soft porn. That man, I'm going to slap that man around. If he ever comes near my ring again, okay, I'm going to slap that man personally. I will jump out of the announcer's table to slap that man. I'm going to tell you right now. Just giving you an idea of what could be coming. I, I'm I don't like to you, Sergeant just, Major. No, I'm just like... Yeah, it's not going to be good. Hey, do me a favor, though, real quick. Make sure the vending machines that Casa de Jester are, are full when I get there. People are wondering if the Jester, 
Uh, people will wonder if Jester will take a bump. I'll, I'm going to take a bump, but let me tell you something. I'm going to give a couple, too. Thank you the very Jester's much. Jester's already taken a bump. Hey, we've seen I've taken a bump. I've taken a bump in the studio. I've taken a bump in the ring. I've taken <laughs> a steel chair several times, folks. Um, I'm not asking anybody to do something that I won't do my own damn self. And if you set up the ladder right now, I'll jump off the ladder here in the studio and go through the table for you. Um, no, we're going to have a lot of fun. And that's where we're going to go with all this. JT, without a question. For those of you who are going to attend the show, and it is going to be one help. <laughs> if you think you know what's coming next, folks, I've been sitting here waiting to go ahead and entertain a couple of people. And uh, I have some people that want the show. We've been asked to pop, come to a show, and that's where this is all going, folks. We've got a big announcement that's going to be coming, and it was perfect timing because... Uh, somebody was dumb enough to challenge me and uh, challenge me not just to put on a show, but challenge me uh, in the ring. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Sergeant Major, first class softborn, whatever your name is. Um, I'll be talking to you, sir. I'll be talking to you. <sighs> Battle of the big men there. Making friends as always, I see. Yeah. Listen, you know, there's a lot of unresolved stuff. We've got what's got to happen yet to Shannon Moore. We've got what's got to happen yet to Lindsay Snow. Okay? And don't think, Mila, don't think I've forgotten about you. You know, she lost that night, didn't she? Lost that night. Yeah, she did. Now, Now, wait a minute. You mentioned Lindsay Snow, by the way. Hey, she's on. Uh, she's on quite the little mm-hmm. rampage. I've been keeping up with her. Uh, looks like she's getting prepped. She's taking that seriously because if she loses in October, she can't wrestle in the state of Florida again. So she's definitely looks like she's taking this seriously. Is Shannon? Up in I Atlanta. might. I might bump this up with her. Yeah. Shannon, Shannon Moore, folks, those of you, I'm sure you know who he is, WWE, TNA, Ring of Love, they've been everywhere, um, has agreed to be one half of the Up in Flames match. He is willing to go Up in Flames if he loses, and um, we're getting ready to set up his opponent for that. But it's funny that you mentioned Lindsay Snow. Lindsay Snow has been on one hell of a tear through every opponent, literally, it seems like. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to have to be, we're going to have to be a little creative for that match. Maybe, maybe since she's going through everybody one-on-one, uh, I might have to make it a handicap match or something. I don't know. I'd have to come up with something folks. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll definitely come up with a good one. I, I I've thrown around a couple of ideas of creative and we'll, we'll see what bounces back out there. We've got, so like I said, We've got some announcements in the near future, and you want to stay tuned for that. We're going to have Ken Shamrock on. Don't know if it's going to be next week at his first, you know, availability, plus with what we've got lined up. We'll see what we can do for next week with either Ken or we've got a couple other people that are coming down the pike as guests and uh, don't want to give out too much on that for you. Uh, it's what they call tease. I'm learning that one real well, folks. I'm learning that one real well. Well, listen. You had WWE have their shot. They're done. It's time for somebody else to step up. 
Somebody here in Florida, listen, I don't care. It's got to be somebody. If it's not FXE, Christ's sake, somebody out there, do it. We've got the talent down here, folks. That is that is the problem with this, JT, is that there is plenty of really good talent and not enough creative. Look, look at it this way. You get what I'm saying? It's untapped. It's an untapped resource that you're sitting on down there. I've seen some of these workers. I follow these yeah. workers. You put their work, like I said, their work together with what you've got in a twisted little mind of yours. Um, it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. explosive, to say the least. I, I can't wait. I'm ready for it. Let's do this. Challenge accepted. Yeah, no, without a question. Yeah, challenge accepted. You want me to come out with just vanilla? I'll come out with just vanilla for a show just to show you what my vanilla looks like. Not a problem. I'll come out. But you see, that's the thing, though, JT, is that, okay, I can go out there, put it out, no storylines, just throw out wrestlers and all that. We'll have a good time with it, okay? But it'll also show everybody else, okay, that somebody new can just walk on and do it. It is that simple what half of these people, what most of them are doing. I put the challenge out there to any of the wrestling promotions out there. Come, come be part of this. If there's a wrestling promotion here, I'm going to put this out there, JT, because this is for the wrestling fans. This is for the wrestlers. This is for the sport. If there's a promoter within the sound of my voice that would like to sit and talk about what my plans are and bounce those plans back and forth and make a Florida wrestling alliance, if you will, to show the rest of the world what Florida has. Let's do it. I'd love to war with one of these other ones just so that we can build a storyline. This is what I'm saying. I could go ahead and build several storylines off of the promotions that are down here. There's no organization of it. That's that I you know what that is the best way to put this. There's no mm-hmm. organization of the talent. You have all this talent, no steady storyline, no great production value, no over the top production. Nobody trying, nobody creative. That's what we want to bring. I'm trying to help people see what the vision is for FXE and what's coming down the road. You know, like a bunch of the people said that night at the March 18th show, this is a lot bigger than most people would want to do. You've got to expand your staff. What we're trying to do here and what we want to build does require that bigger staff. And again, Fortunate to have JT by my side here helping me organize this and get it together and uh, bring you some fantastic, fantastic wrestling shows. Fun, fun stuff, storylines, interesting stuff, stuff that you've never seen, stuff that makes you go, holy shit, I can't believe they just did that. That's what it's about. I want to challenge each one of the wrestlers out there. Fantastic, phenomenal talents. Take yourselves to the next level. There's a promoter that's going to push it out there to the limits. I need you to be the talent 
to take it to those limits. Push yourself to be better. I'm going to do everything at my can that I can at my end to make myself a better promoter and to make the other promoters around all of us work that much harder to make this great sport great again. JT, thank you so much. Great night. We can find you at Twitter, Fez437, correct? Yes, sir. Fez437 on Twitter. Uh, Facebook. You can also find you. We can find you uh, on Saturday nights on the Fantasy Justice Show at eight o'clock, right? Can find you there. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we. Oh yeah, we've got so much for joining us. JT, thanks so much, man. Great job as always. And uh, sorry we had to talk so much WWE tonight. Uh, Next time we won't. I promise. We'll talk more FXE next time. Sounds good to me. Let's do this. You too. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. Folks, that's it. I'm out of uh, I'm out of air. I need a sip of water before I close this out. Holy cow! Wow. I needed that because that whole time I did not take a sip. I was dry as hell. Couldn't finish the show. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. FXE Live with guest Cam Ken Shermark. Kind of, sort of. But not really. Uh, No, seriously, though, uh, we'll have them again next time. And uh, thanks so much. FXE Live. I am the jester. This has been brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com, Block Talk Radio, BreadFromYourBed.com, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, 84 Lumber, The Land Metal Square, Moose County. I am the jester. And I am out of here. See you next week. Bye-bye. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity seize everything you ever wanted one moment, did you capture it? Just let it slip.